Hello, hello. I am Karen Jean-François, and this is the Women in Data podcast. Join me every other week to hear data professionals discuss how data is used in various industries, get inspired, get your field of tips to help you overcome challenges on your career, and feel great. Let's get straight into it. Hello and welcome to week two of the celebrations of the anniversary of the Women in Data podcast. A bit of a different episode today, we are talking about career fulfillment and I will be joined by Ekaterina Etanison. I probably said that wrong, but Ekaterina is definitely going to forgive me. Ekaterina is the general manager at Business Intelligence Group in Russia and she is sharing what having a fulfilled career means to her. After that, you will hear about other women whom I've interviewed in the past on the podcast talking on the same topic. So they will have a short audio about what it means to, for them to have a fulfilled career. Hi, Katerina. Uh, hi, Karen. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me on the Women in Data podcast. You are joining from Russia and I'm very, very excited about chatting with you. Before we get into today's topic, can I invite you to introduce yourself? My name is Ekaterina Tanasian. I'm general manager of a consulting company in Russia named Business Intelligence Group or BIG. We are doing econometric modeling. We are helping marketing people to solve several problems and issues with budgets, with forecasts, and all the things which need statistical uh, interference. Exciting stuff. When I first messaged you, you said, I know people from your podcast. And I was thinking, how is that possible? You're in Russia. I interviewed people in London, one person in Spain, and then you actually know people who are here. How is that possible? Yes, it occurs that it's a small world. A long time ago, I started my career in an advertising agency as a media researcher. And for a long time, I worked for Mindshare, an international communication agency with headquarters in London, where I met Sarah Hunt one of your guests yeah this is crazy you're right it's a it's a very small world so i come from the caribbean and i i used to think my island was small and it was not possible to have the small scale in london but this is the proof that it's possible and london is is small while being big so we then went on and started your own business after mindshare and i would like to talk about what led you to do that but also you talk a lot about having a fulfilled career so what made you want to start your own business i will start uh, a little bit from a history <laughs> it has been very important for me always to do what i really wanted to do and what i think is right so back in 2003 in mindshare we started doing econometrics in the media business in russia It sounds maybe strange to the rest of the world, but in Russia, it was for the first time when someone 
uh, was making econometric models in media for media clients. And when we started doing econometrics, we made a lot of progress in it. And we did our work not just for agencies' clients, but also for the clients of the other agencies who came to us exclusively for econometrics. And their share was growing. So once we decided to start our new business. And my own business is based on a very important principle. Choose to do what you want to do. It sounds great, but it's really like I feel it. It's very important to me to feel whether I'm doing good or not at this job, with these people, with this project, with this business. I was even very lucky when I started uh, my job even before my chair, because I always knew that I wanted to do something related to mathematics. And my relatives wanted me to make an academic career because I was from family of teachers and professors. Right. But, but I liked to working. My friend got me a job at an advertising agency and I liked it very much because I liked this atmosphere of uh, communication with the clients, as if you are playing ping pong, you know, questions fall and fall and fall, and you are giving counters very quickly, very competent, and it's quick, effective help, and I liked it a lot. Uh, and I stayed there, though my friends and my relatives uh, were very surprised how I <laughs> have left all my academic career. And uh, I'm very lucky I didn't suffer any single day at work. Of course, there were hard times, but this was what I loved. Another example, once I was asked to move from researchers to planners in an advertising agency because it's more prominent position, uh, communication with the clients, bigger salary, but I refused because there was no research there. It was not interesting for me. And I was right <laughs> because for me it was the right decision. And my advice is to do uh, the work which is interesting. What is your soul for, I would say. it, Because otherwise you will spend your time on not interesting things and life is not that long <laughs> to spend it on non-interesting things. Very true. <laughs> the choices you've made were very brave. So it was standing up to your family, going from telling them, okay, I'm not going to be an academic I'm going to go into marketing but then also after that you refused a job that was better paid do, do you think that reflects on your career in terms of how people see you if that creates a different kind of trust yes because when you're doing uh, what you want you give it your energy your positive attitude your interest and people see it and your positive attitude creates value of what you are doing. People appreciate it. They like to communicate with you. They like to receive your help. They like to you to continue. And they even invest in your business eventually. Because they like that what is done uh, with your attitude and with your energy and with your beliefs is right. So that is why it is very important to like what you are doing. Usually people might have some doubts because they think they will not succeed or they are not better paid 
or no one appreciates them. I, I would say just don't think about it. Ask your friends or your colleagues what you are best at, what you are doing better than anyone. They, they, they will tell you objectively because they see you from, from the other side. So continue to do this and you will have uh, the success. Yeah, so focusing on your strengths. You touched a really good point about thinking you're not good enough, maybe or being self-conscious of people's judgment. Sometimes what you really want to do can be a bit scary, right? Depending on, on what it is. So for example, I'm betting that starting your own business is a very scary thing to do. How do you go past this fear of doing what you want to do when maybe it's not as stable as a as a job that you could have been offered? Sometimes it would be scary to start a new business, but it is very sad to stay on the position. <laughs> you, you have stayed and do the same things you were always doing, and you know that this work will, doesn't give you anything new, you know? So if sometimes you came to the point when you can't continue and you have to make a step, or you have to stay, but you know that if you are staying, no, nothing will change. Then you choose to try to, to do something new. You, you know, I, I did it, but I always knew that I was appreciated by the market. Uh, I knew that I have clients who like what we are doing. Of course, my expectations were rather high, of course. <laughs> And we had difficult times in the first year. And I had some disillusions, <laughs> of course. But I still, I did what I wanted. And today it came out. And also I have two more interesting things. The one of them is to have a positive attitude. <laughs> because in uh, Russia, in our country, economic crises are frequent. And usually... It affects customer demand. And sometimes these crises are sudden. <laughs> and you never know what happens in a year. Uh, you know, you can't make some forecast for two years, for three years, because you know that in half a year, there could be some very different situation. It's really so. It's developing countries. That's really hard for marketing and advertising, right? Because it's all based on forecast and people being able to prepare their budget. So if you're saying that it's hard to forecast because there could be an economic crisis, how do you actually do that? Uh, so um, my tip is not to fall into negativity, to have positive thinking, not to blame the circumstances, the environment, the government, <laughs> the clients, the economy, but slowly do my job. Offer some relevant product and continue and continue, because there will always be people who like what you are doing, always. And I really do not like to talk about bad times, because I'm absolutely sure that if someone is just going on, <laughs> it will be okay, eventually. Yeah. It's really so. And the second thing is, since everything is not very predictable right now, in all the countries, I guess, yeah. Not to think for a quite big perspective. Not to block your positive intentions. Because just to think about some small perspective for a week, for a month, even for a day. It came out very good today. 
it will be good tomorrow, it's okay. <laughs> and so step by step, it will be, it, it will come out. Yeah, we definitely need to take it one step at a time right now with all the coronavirus crisis. With this in mind, how does it affect people you work with? So all these changes in the economy and how do you deal with that with your business? In my business, in a business connected with some scientific work, I would say the most important and valuable is the people. People is the, the most important thing, professional and competent people. And my task is to make the work interesting and comfortable as a director, as a manager, uh, because there is the only way the business will continue. So even in these difficult times, we didn't make anyone redundant. We didn't cut wages. We just even m- made some wages higher because some people helped a lot. So we did it because we are waiting for the good times and they are coming. So when good times come, we have a team to continue. So my people is the most important thing. And I would say that it is most important even to keep them because otherwise you lose your business. Yeah. I guess it takes longer when the good time comes to start hiring people and finding the, the right people. people. Educating them and it's it's not good. If you had one sentence maybe to to summarize what you think has made your career fulfilled, what would you say? Be positive. Yeah. <laughs> and do what you think is right for you. So this is <laughs> this is Very simple, I would say, but it's very true for me. Thank you so much, Ekaterina, for joining me today on the podcast. Thank you very much. It was very interesting. After this conversation with Ekaterina, I became quite curious to hear about what other women working in data thought on career fulfillment. So I decided to contact some of the guests I had on the podcast and ask them what was their take on that. I first spoke with Claire Thompson, who answered the questions that some of you sent for the end of your episode. She said, What makes a fulfilling career is going to be different for everyone, depending on a variety of things, such as your circumstances, what you're motivated by, and perhaps the life stage you're at. I therefore thought I'd talk about the key things that I feel are important and hope it will resonate with the listeners. One of the critical things for me is doing something that you love and are passionate about. We spend a huge amount of time at work and therefore I believe it's important to be happy. If you do something that's exciting and engaging, it means that time goes by quickly and it doesn't feel like work at all. It helps if the thing you love and are passionate about is also something you're good at. If not, it can be extremely frustrating and demoralising and hence lead you to not being happy at work. That doesn't mean to say you shouldn't train or learn new skills. This is so important, particularly in the fast-paced, ever-changing world of data. It's about having the tenacity and resilience to continue to develop and master new skills in order to be successful at it. The other important thing for me is feeling that I can add value and help others. I need to feel that the work I'm doing is having a positive impact. 
This could be in a variety of ways, such as helping people I lead reach their full potential, delivering a new data solution that makes the lives of customers or colleagues better, or just a new piece of insight that the business hasn't seen before or thought about, and therefore it helps them make a different type of decision or influence the strategic direction they're taking. The last thing I thought I'd mention is how great it is to surround yourself with awesome, supportive colleagues. It makes a real difference if you're working with people that want you to succeed. This means you work in an environment where you feel comfortable to ask the stupid questions, to have people to bounce ideas off of. And when you face a challenge, they're there to help you solve it. These things are only going to make you even better at your job and also make it a great place to work. I've been very fortunate to have worked with lots of amazing people in my career. Then came Freya Holland, who joined me for the episode 18 on owning your career. She said, To me, career fulfillment is not an endpoint in the future. It's something we should work towards continuously. It's learning, growing and being stretched outside your comfort zone every single day to become the best possible version of yourself. And of course, enjoying and loving what you're doing as you go. Fascinating, right? So what's going to happen is that at the end of next week's episode, you will hear from a few more women on this topic. But in the meantime, I would love to hear what's your take on that. What do you think about career fulfillment? What does it mean for you? Feel free to share. So share on LinkedIn, share on social media, send me a direct message. I would love to hear from you. Thank you for listening to the Women in Data podcast. If you don't want to miss the next episode, make sure you follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts or on LinkedIn. You can also register to the community for free by heading to womenindata.co.uk. We would love to hear from you, so don't be shy and drop us some feedback or a review. This will help us enhance the content and bring the guests that you want to hear from. Have a great day.